Hello everybody, this is Victor here from Trend Following Trading for Beginners and here's my weekly update on my sample trading portfolio coming up next. Hi everybody, welcome back. Another week of trading and lots of things happened but uh, also for me, work-wise, has been very busy. That's why I haven't got any midweek podcasts. Came out this week at all, and it looks like that's what happened next couple of weeks. Well, just have a big project I need to go through next couple of weeks and finish up. So uh, sorry first for not going to have uh, any midweek podcast for uh, last week and probably next week as well. Anyway, uh, the market this week has been quite uh, sporadic, so to speak, you know. Uh, Mondays, um, there was a big jump, like 900 points jump, because there's some f- good news about some vaccine trial. And then, of course, the, the oil price moved up a little bit. Uh, basically, everything moved up on Monday. And then Tuesday, suddenly, the share price just dropped back down again because there was claimed that, you know, um, this company, um, I think it's called Mandorna vaccine that you know, they created, it's basically in, it's in doubt because the company, at the same time when they release this vaccine news on Monday, um, also raised capital in the market as well, and they got quite a bit of money. So, but Tuesday, people start asking questions, say, what, what is actually going on? You know, um, is this uh, manipulating the, the market, basically? Come up with the news at the same time, raising uh, money, you know, for continuity research and so forth. And uh, so the market sort of gone down 400 points the next day. So just normal reaction. Then Wednesday gone back up with another three hundred fifty points. You know, Thursday down to fifty, and then Friday, you know, just recovered. But um, Friday there was, uh, well, basically Thursday night, China um, started the uh, the yearly uh, government conference called the Communist uh, Party meeting, and basically that sort of set out the law for or the reviews of what's going to happen next twelve months and and also uh, projection for next twelve months kind of thing. And one of the things that caught people's eye was. Uh, Basically, the because of this year, uh, uh, what happened also last year as well, the trade war between U.S. and China, and also what happened in Hong Kong, all this demonstration, they're trying to enforce some security law, and uh, basically stopping uh, all those people who are, are, are pro independence in Hong Kong, and as well as Taiwan and other places in China, to you know, stop them to do that and uh, try to pass laws and rules. Uh, or project some some laws and rule for for next twelve months that kind of thing, and uh, people wasn't very happy. And then Hong Kong uh, dropped down like fourteen hundred points on on Friday, and uh, the rest of the world basically all gone down with it. Not much like three four hundred qu- uh, point, not as bad as you know like thousand points like before back in March I think, but um, at least the rest sort of recover. But uh, it was a big shock for Hong Kong, and uh, it's probably. Um, Basically, people it's, it's the lack of trust, and uh, yeah, and basically they they don't they don't really trust the Chinese government. They they see where they come from, but uh, they worry about being communist country. Uh, gov- gov- uh, the communist government will just make up some uh, uh, um, charges, and then basically just and anybody could could be you know put put in jail for due to the security law that kind of thing so a lot of people is worried about it and um, so I think there's demonstration over the weekend as well and uh, it's, it's just nothing is going to be very good so far but but from a 
from a third party point of view, looking at that uh, from from here, basically, is uh, this security law is required because I'm not sure uh, uh, where where you listen to this podcast, but I'm Hong Kong Chinese. I'm from Hong Kong, and I moved to UK, and um, for the past twelve months or so, you know. Last year and early this year as well, the, uh, uh, some some of it this year as well, with some demonstration going on in Hong Kong, and I, I follow the news uh, a lot. But the type of damages that you know people are are doing, especially the youngsters in Hong Kong, is uh, unheard of, so to speak. It's worse than vandalism. It's a lot more. It's it's just getting you know like uh, people can go into the government house and you know put graffiti on on, on the emblem of of, of the of Hong Kong. Of Hong Kong government house and uh, basically throw petrol bombs uh, at police and throw petrol bomb to the um, uh, Hong Kong underground system entrance and the ticketing place. So um, and break windows and stuff and all sorts of thing. I mean, some of it's sort of reported in BBC News and around the world, but most of it's not. Are not. And from as far as I'm concerned, the Western country or news seems to be one-sided. Say always China is bad. Uh, I mean, I, I I don't trust China myself. But we know China is have issue about you know telling the truth sometimes and you know tell half truth that kind of thing. But they are they have every right to try and protect themselves from you know all this independence going on. Um, Hong Kong Chinese and China and Chinese people in general, if they want to have a normal democratic society, they need to fight for it. And uh, we they really don't. I mean. Um, Western world should, shouldn't really, you know, try try to stick their hands into it. For for me, especially, I'm growing up during the uh, um, rule of uh, UK rule when I was in uh, when I was in Hong Kong. Basically, um, um, Hong Kong is a county of uh, UK, and um, the UK government didn't give us one by one vote when I was in the colony, which is understandable because it's not, you know, it's a colony. And uh, they don't want one by one for to fold them out, so to speak, and um, and they want to stay there. And um, only for a near ninety seven, they hand Hong Kong back to China. Then they talk about a bit of you know one by one fold that kind of thing. And uh, you know, we we never when I was growing up, I never enjoyed uh, or seen my parents and others, uh, my uh, um, um, relatives. Adult relatives had to ch- had a chance or the right to vote for even lower government uh, representative, you know. So UK couldn't do it. You know why? Uh, give it to, uh, when they hand over um, um, chi- uh, Hong Kong back to China. I mean, they have to say you you must. And the the West, I mean, basically US as well has always been using um, in in a way. I mean, have been operating in in Hong Kong quite a lot because while I was under UK government, because I got listening posts for. Um, the communists, you know, the, against the communists in China as well as North, uh, North Korea, those kind of thing, and um, they also use a lot of, you know, um, you know, using Hong Kong to to establish themselves to, you know, uh, for business and stuff as well, and I. I just feel that the last six months and a year, basically, you see a lot of Western. Um, Media uh, bias views and also Western country diplomats or or the, or the you know some of the um, people working in the government actually you know give a helping hand and it was you know uh, on on films and it was published in in Hong Kong I think also in in, in B- on BBC News as well it just raised the question why uh, the West you know, have a hand in it um, and it just like if you put the whole thing on on his head especially US they don't like <coughs> Russia to uh, sort of was supposed to have helped. Uh, 
President Donald Trump to to win the last election, and they are quite vocal about that. I mean, the, um, then why why U.S. is kind of do that in in China is a bit beyond me. But as far as I understand, I mean, the, this security law is uh, basically for me is 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 a just way to try to secure itself, just because. To be honest, China doesn't want Hong Kong or other parts of China break away and be independent, and that's that's just not not the cavalry. They don't want that, and they want to stop all the foreign forces actually do things in in there. Um, <coughs> but I think one thing haven't been really addressed is about fear. This why I think Hong Kong actually you know gone down a lot on on Friday, because they 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 understand the the rule the law required, but they don't trust the Communist Party because. Uh, just like before, I mean, probably I've uh, read about it a couple of years ago. Um, some booksellers was you know selling books that um, is against the Chinese government that uh, uh, presidency about his his family, his his wife, how they come about, uh, come to power, th- those to speak, and those people got arrested, right? Even as far as uh, in in Thailand, they got arrested and then sent back to China, facing not political charges, but probably if Kill somebody during uh, in a car accident and fled, but um, and also there's other people suddenly got disappeared who who work in in the in the that bookshop, uh, who selling those books and then suddenly surface in uh, China, not in Hong Kong, but in China and then say oh uh, they did something wrong and you know, admit wrongness and this has just been uh, to me it's quite quite silly as far as I'm concerned, and that's that's not very trustworthy making very difficult for people to believe them so basically the lack of trust is um, basically I think scaring people in Hong Kong and that's what's happening Hong Kong gone down to 1400 uh, pounds on Friday and uh, probably going to continue maybe next week as well so that's quite uh, quite sad but uh, but this has always been more or less what you call um, a tough war between Hong Kong Chinese and China uh, all this demonstration, as far as concern, is uh, this fear thing is inside Hong Kong's people's DNA. It hasn't been talked much enough at all. I think uh, in in the West, in in Hong Kong, there's a couple of news outlets actually say that, but like BBC News don't even talk about it. Basically, uh, a lot of people, myself included, uh, my parents as well, as, uh, the grandparents have gone through Cultural Revolution. Uh, a lot of upheavals, famines, and how badly the Communist Party treat people. And at the time, um, Hong Kong was under British rule. A lot of people, illegal mi- immigrants, basically flooded from China, mainland China, into Hong Kong. And they also, you know, the the problem they see in China, you know, fear they see the political up, uh, upheaval causes a lot of death in China. And then when they go to Hong Kong, it's a little bit like, okay, you know, land of the free, so to speak, you know, that's different. Um, uh, give them a chance to regroup and they stay there. But um, as they grow and then when they marry and then, you know, have their own children and stuff, this fear has always been there and hasn't been really addressed. And um, the UK government never really addressed that, you know. And um, um, the Chinese government never addressed that. Uh, also, you always feel that there's always a saying in in uh, Hong Kong, uh, killing Chinese people by the Chinese government is more like squashing an ant. You know, there's just so many of us who, who cares. Nobody will notice it. But you know, that type of thinking uh, is more ingrained in in our 
uh, parents and grandparents and pass on to us. And then the new youngsters um, actually, you know, have lived um, from, from that sort of environment, grow up by, you know, treated by parents, you know, pass the, the fear down, so to speak. And China never actually sit down and say, like, I mean, show its good side on people, you know, calm the fear, work with the new generations, you know, calm the fear. It's always just very... Um, what you call you know top down approach I tell you to do this and that's it and that's all there's a lot of corruptions and stuff going on in China so all these uh, just add the fear on top of the fear we enforce the fear so whenever even uh, I, I agree there's supposed to be some security law on China to stop all this breakup and stuff I, I understand that you know but I don't like the way that they um they don't. They they could be misinterpreted. Also, be used to some other ways to put false charges on people, and that's not have been done before, you know. And uh, they never addressed that. So uh, in Hong Kong, people are just fearful of it. Um, being myself a Hong Kong Chinese, uh, I'm no fan of for China Chinese government, but uh, I feel for the Chinese uh, in Hong Kong. So just quite quite fearful, basically. But going forward, I mean, what what does that mean to to us? Basically, I I think at the moment the market in the um, in the West, as well as in Hong Kong around the world as well, they thought the pandemic is um, it's been here around for two three months now, spread around the world, and with the big um, uh, financial institution from around the world pumping money, a regulator and the government pumping loads of money into the system, they think um, this. Um, Basically, the rebound of the market is going to be, you know, continue the market recover, the economy recover. But I think there's at the moment, there's probably a lot of people say that as well. Big mismatch between what's actually in the economy and what's actually in the stock market. And uh, this basically, we all see it. We go out, I mean, UK itself, I mean, just starting to uh, ease on lockdown. Uh, I started about a couple of weeks ago, able to call the KFC. On a, but only delivery or pick up, you know, allow go in and sit down and, and eat at that place. McDonald's only have limited openings, and apparently there's a big long queue. I haven't seen it yet in Bath, but uh, it's reported in BBC News that a lot of people queuing up to go to McDonald's, you know, and it's a long, long queue, so to speak. And also, IKEA is starting to open up those kind of things. So the markets generally try to recover, but you know, with social distancing and with the virus still rampant running around in the world and there's no vaccine yet and uh, in UK especially uh, I'm sure in US and other places around the world there's not enough test kit so you know the, the for people to trust to go back out again they would like to go back out again but they always have to think you know especially about younger children like myself uh, would I bring my children out um, to to uh, common places to, to eat and and to play is is a worry. So what happened to that translate that to economy? So so the shops are having problems. They have uh, basically you know lack of people coming uh, into the shop and buy things. People just spend the money on the food, basically the basic essential stuff. They don't they don't have money to buy the high end stuff or uh, change the next generation of phone those kind of thing. Um, and and so forth. So so the economy in general for me, I just feel that uh, it just not being reflected in the market, and uh, there's a big mismatch. 
and all this thinking of there will be a fee shift. We, we actually got fee shift recovery in the stock market, but people generally think fee shift recovery in the general economy, I think, is uh, overstated. I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's going to be quite prolonged. So what I feel personally is going to be some sort of a stagflation going around. You know, there's just China might be coming back up or something coming back up to supp- uh, on the supply chain, able to supply, but the demand side around the world, in the west of the world, is basically not there or, or much, much reduced because of the uh, pandemic lockdown and things like that. And so the recovery will be slow. And also people uh, now, you know, it, it one thing pointing fingers to, to China all the time, but I think the West of the world should also look at why put uh, all the eggs in one basket, why everything have to make in China. They need to think of, you know, um, plan B, so to speak. If if China have a political upheaval, everything stop, you know. Well, this time is a virus, but let's say everything stops again. Are they going to still rely on China? No. So they move some of the operations to other Southeast Asian country or back home. Uh, like Japan, they, I think they have some 100% incentive or something to bring whatever manufacturing in China going back into um, into into Japan themselves. But then they started to have this issue about have they got enough workforce, um, the cost of actually creating the, the unit, uh, um, cost per unit production will not be similar to China. It will obviously cost a lot more, especially in the West. And um, so the the what you call the inflation. I basically we see it actually happening. And but um, also the promise with the world being slowly recovering, so we got a, a lot of stagnant uh, recoveries. Uh, demand is not there, so that's I think with stagflation definitely coming about. And uh, you you and I probably go to a shop and see things are quite expensive food wise because um, they just just not um, just there's just a lot of demand for the food, but um, general inflation comes in, um, but then. You know, there's the lack of you know new job opportunities, new demands and things around the world because everybody recovering, and and so forth. This is just I see next next couple of years probably more stagflation coming along, but that's just just my my view basically. But what what happened to the market? Basically, you see it this week. Basically, um, well, all of last two three weeks as well, you sort of see the rate of uh, increase slowing. Uh, the market is now showing a V shape a recovery. And around the world, the economy um, is people start coming out to work, and we still have to see how the economy uh, will react. But to to actually think, this, let's say for example, U.S. they lost what thirty six or thirty eight million people out of job. I mean, even you have half of those people suddenly gone back into work, and now fifty percent was still on the dole. You're talking about you know fifteen, eighteen million people out of job. And how long did that take for America to create those amount of jobs? It probably took about 10 years. So for the next 10 years, if the same rate of increase of jobs creation, uh, like the last 10 years, you st- in the U.S. alone, you still need another 8 to 10 years to you know, go back to p- before pandemic time uh, for at least that job available, you know, uh, f- uh, full employment, so to speak, and uh, you can't regenerate. You know, take that long properly to recover as well. What happened in the stock market? I personally feel that um, it, it probably when people realize that's actually happening, the market probably will tank a bit. But then it just you know we don't see the strong growth. I don't think be quite slow recovery, and we just have to wait and see. But from a trend following point of view, what do I care? In in a way, the market is disjointed with the economy. 
like Warren Buffett said, short term is a folding machine, long term is a weight machine. At the moment, everybody in the stock market or investor, so to speak, is uh, voting that uh, the economy will recover very quickly. And uh, we just a trend follow, we just follow the trend. But as I said before, the rate of change is slowing. And uh, Hong Kong index, since last couple of weeks, has been slowing down, doing sideways, and actually, and short term is in a sell. Um, of course, plus this uh, uh, 1,400 points big job on Friday, of course, it will drop even further. And um, But I, I, I personally feel that the foretaste was actually coming for the rest of the world uh, in, in, in on the stock market-wise. As people come in to go back to work, realizing that not many people actually go back to work, maybe up to 50%, maybe even lower 30 or maybe 20%. Um, people realize that, you know, the, the economy is not doing well and um, then um, know the stock market, the projection might not happen as, as good as the some investors are thinking of and there are some probably adjustment coming on but um, who, who knows what may happen but as far as I'm concerned at the moment the trend is still up gonna be a sideways and uh, Hong Kong or in Asia well Hong Kong in Asia is the only country at the moment showing uh, a negative you know going down it, it could be regional because of this uh, local security news uh, law happening in China and affecting Hong Kong but in my spread we just have to wait and see and uh, the economy in China is coming back up again and uh, they're not apparently they're not giving any uh, foresight what happened next year projection what they think what they come we do um, so a lot of things up in the air at the moment so we don't quite know so I think the West world will be very similar a lot of com- com- company when they do forward projection but we just say not giving any guidance because nobody knows what happened and and the the, the thing is for this year is quite quite bad I think overall as you know a lot of unexpected black swan events happens I don't know what happened next I mean this time is the virus people are talking about it might come back next but what happened let's say unfortunately for example there's earthquake in Japan again or in America or in Hong Kong I don't know what would that mean also weather weather wise it might also affect you know uh, both well Southeast Asia as well as in America you know, we, 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 that also happens as well. So it's quite, um, it's quite odd, and uh, actually see the the disjoint between the market and the economy. But as a trend follower, I say you just follow the trend. We just have to wait and see. But one thing for sure, um, when the trend is changing, there's a lot of upheavals happening. You know, sudden violence moves, and it is uh, these violent moves most of the time, in my view, is a sign of a bear market. You know, when the basically both when the bear market ends and the bear market starts. Basically, the market is trying to find its feet and it's all, normally it's quite volatile. And so when the stock market uh, bull is ending, uh, you see a lot of sudden up and down moves in the stock market, like back in 2008, a lot on the forex front. And this causes a lot of issues around the world. And nobody knows what's happening until about a year or two later on. And um, we'll then see the, the market tank and then go down. And then at the, near the bottom again, it's quite violent as well, volatile, up and down, and then new bull comes up again. So as far as I see at the moment, basically, I personally think it's still the bear market. And this at the moment is just a big rebound. Um, because simply because even though the trend is still up, you just haven't got the economy in the back, you know, try to push it up, you know, like back in 10 years ago when 
you know, 2007, 2008, um, American economy is tanked, but the stock market moved up first, but then the, the economy recovered, and then the stock market continued to go up. At this moment in time, basically, uh, the economy haven't recovered, so it just started to come out from the, from the, from the doghouse, so to speak. And we just have to see how it goes, but to our, for a quick recovery, I don't think so. So on the stock market, when people realize that's happening, I think it's a lot, you know, side trade or maybe come back down a little more um, uh, corrections happening. But we'll see how it goes. Uh, basically, yeah, that's my two cents worth of rent for this week. So uh, coming up is this uh, update on my sample portfolio. Okay, here's the update of the sample portfolio. There's a couple of changes, but not much. Um, Apple is same as last week. Short term is a buy. Medium term is neutral. Long term is a buy. Amazon um, now short term has changed to buy now. Medium and long term is still a buy as well. So last week short um, Amazon short term is a sell. And um, basically, yeah, we just see Amazon's making making hayway, and the uh, stock market basically is uh, good for Amazon at the moment. So we see how it goes. Um, Austrian dollar against US dollar next. Uh, short term is a buy. Long and medium term is still neutral, same as now this week. Bank crude, um, short term is a buy. Medium and long term is neutral. Same as crude oil, short term is a buy. Medium and long term is neutral. Um, next is DAX in uh, Germany. Short term is changed from last week from sell to this week to a buy. Medium and long term is neutral. Dow Jones is still short term is a buy at the moment, uh, neutral for medium term and long term. So this is more or less uh, what I talk about this uh, sideways trade at the moment. Okay, for Dow Jones index, uh, UK for C100. Um, that's a change. Uh, short term wise, going to buy, and then medium long term is that uh, it's neutral at the moment. Um, the buy basically from for Monday when the sudden increase in 900 or points in, in Down Jones have uh, also pulled up other countries, uh, uh, give other countries hope as well with vaccine. So that's why DAX in Germany as well as UK uh, for C100 has gone up in short terms. Gold next, um, short term is still a buy, medium term is neutral, long term is a buy. Hang Seng Index, um, short term is still a sell, continuous sell. Medium term is neutral, long term is a sell. So um, uh, the 1,400 points uh, decrease in uh, Hang, Hang Seng Index last Friday uh, basically just accelerated the selling. And uh, out of all the indices so far, I think um, only Hong Kong, Hang Seng is uh, down at the moment. So just uh, keep watch. Next is NASDAQ. Uh, medium term is... Uh, sorry, short term is a buy, medium term change to buy this week, and long term is a buy. So Nasdaq seems to be one of those V-shaped recovery, and recovery very, very strongly. Now, can it go beyond, uh, I think, 9,600 or something before the pandemic? We don't know, but it's, I think it's about 9,300 at the moment, so we just have to wait and see. Nikkei uh, in Japan, short term is a buy, medium term and long term is neutral. Silver, uh, short term is a buy similar as last week, neutral, medium term, uh, and long term now change from neutral last week to this week to a buy. So that's the changes here. So silver is doing some sort of catching up with um, with gold, but uh, one thing for sure though, um, is falling gold's path and uh, it's above 200 day moving average and will it stay above it? Uh, it's worth one to watch, but uh, we just have to wait and see what what, what silver does. 
Um, next is US dollar against Chinese yuan. Short term, medium term, long term is a buy. That means Chinese yuan against US dollar is weak. So you can get more Chinese yuan against the US dollar. So that's what's happening at the moment, which sort of makes sense. Um, next is US dollar against Japanese yen. Short term is a sell, medium term is neutral, long term is a sell. Um, there's some recovery in the Japanese yen, basically, it's getting a bit weaker. But um, it's still uh, against US dollar. It's still down. Um, I think people still, in general, think there there probably some who are coming around. And Japanese yen has always been a sort of safe haven for you know uh, market turmoil. So we just have to wait and see. Um, next is uh, British pound against Japanese yen. Short term is a sell. Medium term is neutral. Long term is a sell. Uh, after that is British pound against the US dollar. Short term is a sell, medium term is neutral, long term is a sell. Uh, Bitcoin, um, short term is still a buy, medium term is neutral, long term is a buy. And um, on Bitcoin, one thing that just seems the last couple of weeks, it seems to have been problem break above the one ten thousand marks. There are a lot of people said uh, there might be, you know, once it break above ten thousand marks, you can go, you know, go to the go to the moon so to speak sky is the limit but we just had to wait and see um we we i don't really know where where they go i just follow my system but it looks like this ten thousand pawn is having a uh, issue uh the, the bitcoin's having issue try to break above it so it's more or less like a side trade at the moment and the last but not least is tlt uh the i20 uh i shared 20 plus which basically tracked the uh bond market um, long-term bond market in U.S. So short-term is a sell, medium neutral, long-term is a buy, which basically makes sense because more and more people use the money going to the stock market instead of the bond market because the fee is gone. But so short-term is sell, medium-term is neutral, long-term is still a buy though. Um, now on on that front, this week as well, I think um, the. One thing that happened, I think, this week is the UK government tried to sell government bond, we call it guilt, um, basically um, uh, for the first time in history in UK, they actually offering selling government bonds with a negative interest rate. That means if you lend UK government 100 quid, instead of government give you a percent interest for lending it money, now you have to also give UK government to give you give them the privilege to borrow your money. So that's what negative interest rate means. So instead of government in UK give you some money for lending them money, no, they're not going to give you any money. In fact, you have to give money to the UK government. Now, this kind of thing already happened in Germany, happened in Japan, happened in France. Now it's happened in UK and. Probably next people are speculating probably happen in US, even though US very low interest rate at the moment. But if everybody else going one way or another slowly into negative interest rate, it's likely that American dollars gonna do something on the the, um, the American Federal Reserve go put the interest rate to really really low, probably negative as well. So we just have to wait and see. The other news is uh, I'm not sure if you heard of before. Um, um, all these uh, what you call trillions of dollars of uh, packages, you know, the the save save the country packages, so to speak, um, from American uh, government. Um, they need to borrow that money from somewhere, right? 
they can print it out, of course, from digitally, but they also want to uh, borrow from other investors. And apparently, there's uh, for in June anyway, there is a aspiration to sell three trillion U.S. dollar worth of U.S. bond. I don't know what year these are on, short term or long term, but um, three trillion is a lot of money now with everybody. Uh, a lot of other countries are selling bonds. I'm not sure how great um, the resp- um, people will uh, appetite for that will be, and also with uh, UK, uh, so US, and China having a trade war, China probably not going to be very helpful on this front, and Japan is already buying a lot of US bonds as well. Will they actually have you know three trillions to help out or rest of the world help America? I don't know. So. Um, it's kind of difficult for me to foresee that um, U.S. able to sell that. But uh, I did some research and let's talk about in Southeast Asia as well, some of the uh, channels, uh, media channels. They talk about every time when America have a very big amount of government bond, we talk about, you know, loads of billions, you know, tens of billions of stuff. And, you know, this case is worse, it's three trillions. Every time when U.S. government try to sell something big in the bond market, somehow the market tanked because the fee drives people drive um, stock markets down the fee sets in and fees people basically investors just go into the bond market and they might use that front as a negative uh, to use uh, um, as a driver and help them to move from you know positive to negative rate interest rate just like uh, a lot of European countries and Japan does. And if that happens, and I think June and July, I think June definitely with this 3 trillion, I think it's going to sell for 3 trillion in, in June. Uh, doesn't foretell really well for the US market. And uh, if history does repeat itself, I was doing some digging myself, looks like that's the case. But let's say if history repeats itself, we're looking at quite a bit of. Uh, Minimum sideways in June, possibly you know some sort of quite large correction in June, and probably July timeframe forces people to go into the bond because people get scared in the stock market. Bond market actually uh, gone up again. The bond price gone up. That means the yield goes down, and then so the government basically don't need to pay too much money. Probably go negative now to borrow money from the rest of the world. And if that's happening, then you ladies and gentlemen. I mean, watch out on your shares and watch out on your risk management. And basically, when the trend change, just watch it. I I'm I hope I'm totally wrong, but at the moment, from my research, this might happen. Just I for me, I'm being a trend follower. All this is sideshow, but it does. I mean, the fundamental of my analysis, my private analysis, make me more. Uh, careful about what happens when the trend change when the change I just j- go without questioning it and basically that's what I think will happen next so just just be careful guys and you know uh, have a good time in June maybe enjoy it as well but watch how trend change then just just get out of it and don't don't marry your position if the trend the trend change from positive from going up to negative to a bear market just change your trend following as well. Just follow, go down to the downside and make money. Um, that's just my two cents worth. And I'll speak to you next week. Bye for now. <laughs>